eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Well, good afternoon and welcome to this week's episode of Restore Freedom Weekly. We are already in season two, episode six. And I'm gonna tell you guys a secret that today we were actually gonna take the day off. Um, we mentioned about having some balance and making sure you're taking care of yourself and taking time to rest and recuperate every now and then. And with us trying to do 50 full episodes last year out of 52 weeks, that was a bit crazy. Um, and we decided that this year we would take eight weeks off spread throughout the year and this was supposed to be the first one but of course uh well i didn't have too much notice on the fact that there was going to be that legislative committee hearing last week and i knew i had to spend an eight hour round trip drive to go to tallahassee check it out and bring you guys with me and of course, because the layout and the whole logistical scenario there, I wasn't able to really do much of a of a, an episode closing or to field questions and things like that. So of course that meant, well, I'm not gonna have you wait two weeks to be able to share your thoughts about things or ask questions or um, anything like that. In fact, I wanted to make sure while everything was fresh in my mind and in yours, for those of you who were able to catch it or at least part of it, I wanted to be able to um, uh, flesh out some of the logistics and empower you to get up and go to your state legislatures and speak there. And granted, my experience, um, of course, I've been to the Michigan State Capitol. Uh, this, even though I grew up in Florida for 12 years, and uh, my family continued to live down here for um, quite some time after that. I had never been to Tallahassee and certainly had never been to the Capitol. Uh, so I had zero experience with any of that. And I'm just like you, making it up as I go along and trying to figure things out and ask questions and do my research. And why have you duplicate some of those very same efforts if i can share with you what i've already learned and figured out and you could take it from there uh we need to grow and learn together and be as grassroots um a grassroots army who is really going to work to take back our country and restore our freedom so um first of all i wanted to say Hello to those of you joining us today. Uh, hello to the Liberty Cause chatting already in our YouTube channel. He's letting us know that he has contacted Web Webster Barnaby directly on, I'm assuming, on House Bill 543, and he is still waiting for an answer on that. I did hear that he's also one of the main sponsors of House Bill 1, the terrible homeschool trap bill so um, the liberty cause while you're reaching out to him make sure you corner him on house bill one and ask why he would <laughs> touch, uh, foolery 
Wow, Nephi is really mad about House Bill 1. I know, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> dog can be ticked off about some legislation. Let's figure this out, people. Republicans and Democrats alike have been trying to destroy our freedoms for quite some time. It's time we step up and uh, fight back. So, um, all right. So, Bruce Wayne. Hmm. I can't see the profile pictures here, and I don't know of anybody that only has those uh, first and last names. So perhaps that is the Batman who is in my own family. And if so, hello. Uh, love you. Speaking of love, it's Valentine's Day, guys. What are things that you love? Let me tell you what. For those of you who are just tuning into my channel for the first time, I'm constitutional attorney Catherine Henry, and this is Liberty Lori, and we love the Constitution. We love our freedom. We love all the blessings that God has given to us. And uh, and sometimes that includes my husband. No. <laughs> um, okay. I always love him. May not always like him. But uh, speaking of my wonderful husband, who said he's taking me out on a date tonight. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know the last time we had a real date. Um I have uh, these earrings that he gave me, not for uh, for um, Valentine's, but he handcrafted these earrings for me uh, a couple years ago, 2021, for our 10-year anniversary. And, um, well, I just thought that would be the, the best thing that I could wear today to go along with my love outfit. Of course, the rest of it you can't see, and you won't because that's too embarrassing to show heart-shaped uh, leggings on um, on a podcast. So anyway, but, uh, let's see. Oh, okay. So I guess that is my father joining us today. Hello. Um, and he happens to be in Florida right now. Um, and, uh, looks like we have Brian from California and, uh, oh, Terry is joining us on Facebook today. Happy Valentine's day. John on YouTube loves his freedom as well. Of course, if you love your freedom, this is the place to be because I want to make sure that we can all work together to restore our freedom because it can't just be one person or two or 10. It's going to take us each doing our part. So, all right. Um, oh, and there's Mr. Henry now, the the crafter of these awesome earrings. Um, all right. So um, I know I'm forgetting something. Oh, yes. Speaking of love and welcome. Uh, welcome to those of you, the few thousand of you that have joined us in the last seven or eight days that have come over as uh, uh, mostly 1A community members who are just now learning about me and what happened in um, on Election Day 2020 in Allegan County, Michigan, as I showed up to be the attorney for people who were circulating a petition uh, at a township parking lot. Uh, in, in full compliance with all state laws and everything, um, and how I was uh, violently arrested and uh, had a case that dragged on for almost two full years uh, until the judge finally realized, crap, this was kind of unconstitutional, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, we better dismiss this. Hey, at least my husband got a fabulous birthday present on July 7th, 2020, uh, 2022, just last summer when it, the case was finally dismissed. But anyway, for those of you, let me switch over to that one, actually. For those of you who are just joining us from that particular video, 
who um, saw what I was working on then and jumped over to our website. I saw our numbers take a huge climb in terms of people who were checking out our website for the first time and checking out our social media. Um, of course, YouTube was uh, for the last week and a half the main source of the new traffic on our website because of the video that was put together by, shoot, what was his name? Is it Harvey Freebird? Yep, Harvey Freebird. Harvey Freebird. Okay. So thank you to you, Harvey Freebird, if you happen to be checking this out. I really appreciate you shedding light on what happened in Allegan County and what we're doing about it now. Uh, just this last week, because we had so many new people coming over and um, Google was letting me down. I mean, who would think such a thing? But um, at any rate, uh, my tech team has been fully busy in all their other freedom fighting endeavors, including uh, my very good friend, Joe Moss, who is uh, now the chair of the Ottawa County Board of Commissioners in West Michigan and taking the world by storm, fighting for the Constitution. Oh, who would think of such a thing? Uh, at any rate, because um, my freedom fighting friends that were helping in the tech realm uh, in 2020 and 2021 are now busy with um, a lot of other freedom fighting endeavors. I've had to figure things out on my own and with that uh, being said, I had some shortcuts I was using to have links right to my Google Drive for documents to make them available for people. And uh, apparently Google decided not to play nice and have a lot of those links be broken. Well, no fear. The Allegan County page is now fully up and functional. Uh, I have everything in there. I even added a couple of things that weren't there before. So you might want to check that out. I don't want to highlight necessarily what they are because shh. There's a certain person that doesn't want those on there. And uh, until we get the full civil litigation in full swing, I'm not going to try to draw too much attention to uh, some of those new things that are on there. But anyway, um, so please check out that page, especially those of you who are joining us recently and uh, wanted to specifically check out that page and wanted the resources on there. Check it out just to learn more about what happened, uh, find more about me and what I'm willing to do to fight for freedom, but use the things in there. Use the briefs and the motions and the notices and all of the evidence. Use those kinds of things in your own cases. That's the main reason why I put them on there. That's the main, main reason why I fought as hard as I did for so long at such great financial and physical and emotional uh, expense to myself and to my family, because it wasn't just a fight for me. It was a fight for everyone. If they would be willing to do that to me, a constitutional attorney who in 2020 was pretty damn well known in Michigan all across the entire state, then would they be willing to do that to you? Yes, they would. So um, at any rate, um, Hello to, shoot, I can't see the full name, but to Flying Auditor, maybe, uh, on uh, YouTube from Texas. And it looks like Charlie um, uh, on YouTube as well. Thank you for joining us. Um, and Terry on Facebook, I do appreciate the many, many prayers over the last two years or three. Um, and um, thank you for the compliment, uh, Flying Again, audit, auditor, I can't read the whole first name the way my screen is showing here. Um, but on it YouTube, is auditor. auditor? <laughs> it's flying okay. auditor. I checked. <laughs> What's AUD? Hmm. 
Okay. So <laughs> anyway, with that being said, yes, make sure to check out that. Also, I did have some people reach out to me and say that they were not able to sign up for our newsletter. I think we got things figured out, but please let us know if you have not been able to sign up. Uh, the newsletter comes from updates at restorefreedomkh.com updates at restorefreedomkh.com. There's a sign up right on our website. I think it's in the footer of the website as well as mm -hmm. on the resources tab. It's kind of plugged in in, a, in a several different places. So if you can't, it, it's super simple. We used to have a much longer thing that we wanted people to um, you know, fill out and understand and, and make sure we're like weeding out people that are just trying to troll us and that kind of thing. But now I don't, I don't worry about that anymore. God can handle some of those problems. Right. So, uh, or Lori, one of the two. So <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, it's literally like two boxes you fill out. You just put your and name, put your email address and you hit click to sign up. So if for whatever reason they're not finding it, you know, looking under the resource tab or at the bottom of the page, they can use a search option. Um, that search option is going to pull them into whatever information they're searching for. That's an important feature that will help you find whether it's documents or topics discussed, freedom fighting tools or ways to get involved, ideas for you. So newsletter, I'm just going to type that into the search bar on the top of our page and, and you can see, um, well, there's links and, and posts <laughs> to it everywhere here on our page. But um, if you scroll to the bottom here, oh, it's not going to show. It's, Let's see if I can. It was up. You had it up a little bit higher. I saw it. Uh, I was trying to get the whole thing to, no, not quite. Oh. It's almost there. It's almost there, guys. There we go. I just want to <laughs> on the footer of each of our pages on the website newsletter sign up is that teal button right at the bottom there too so you can sign up that way as well um but lots of other resources and i will continue to flush things out and get things going and as soon as i get enough time to get enough on there our new restore freedom app will be released and we'll be able to send you notifications of things through there it'll be much more intuitive and trust me it'll be amazing uh, but in the meantime, there's still the Restore Freedom app on the Google Play and Apple app stores that you can download uh, to at least have the Constitution in your hands, uh, you know, to have something there with you at all times. But we will get those, um, the new updates on this website and uh, the Florida and Michigan and U.S. constitutions available uh, through the website and the app as soon as we possibly can. So with that being said, I think I got through everything. Um, like I said, if something goes wrong with signing up though, please just shoot us an email or let us know and give us your name and email and we can get you manually added to that. So, uh, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and jump over here. Um, is there, let's see. Okay. So somebody did, um, Okay, so uh, we do have somebody, Lori, um, if the flying auditor um, who says he tried to sign up and had some issues, if you could follow up with him, maybe even get some screenshots or figure out what the issue is so um, I could try to get it fixed. Yeah, uh, email us. What's that? I was telling them, them to email us. Okay. So that that's going to be the easiest way to connect. Yes. Yes. So please, uh, in the meantime, just shoot us an email. We'll get you plugged in right away. Our newsletters are sent out on Sunday. Um, 
takes a while to spool, I guess. So sometimes uh, it's uh, might not be sent out to the wee hours and into early Monday morning. But at any rate, I send it out on Sunday every week. So, all right. So here we go, everybody. Um, buckle up. I'm going to try to run through things fast. Um, but I'm also going to try to make sure if you guys have questions that pop up about what happened last week at the Tallahassee State Capitol House um, uh, Legislative Committee hearing on House Bill 543, uh, please don't be shy. Jump in, ask questions. Uh, and certainly if my good friend 2AEDU happens to have the chance to break away from his day job, and join us today live for this episode. I have questions for you on that very topic, but in terms of how things are panning out in Michigan after what happened last night in Lansing. So um, anyway, please pipe up and let me know if you're here to AEDU. I wanted to uh, touch base with you on some things. So uh, Lori, um, throw yourself back in uh, at any point that you need to. Mm -hmm. um, to uh, minimize this so I can maximize the, the slides and uh, go from there. So, all right, where am I doing this? There we go. All right, so here we go, everyone. Okay, so um, top 10 on speaking at legislative committee meetings. Now, here's the thing. Uh, usually my episodes here with Restore Freedom Weekly, I want to tell you about a new U.S. Supreme Court case or a Michigan or Florida Supreme Court case, or I want to educate you on ballot initiatives that are up on upcoming election ballots, or I want to discuss, uh, do interviews with uh, candidates for statewide positions. Those are the things that we've done through 2022 on Restore Freedom Weekly, talking about uh, proposed bills in Florida and Michigan which ones are good, which ones are bad. Unfortunately, most of them are bad. Even if they're uh, with good intent, they leave a lot to be desired. Uh, this week, what I wanted to do though, even though this isn't something that takes being an attorney to do, but I wanted to share with you some information so that you can have that confidence to do what it is that I'm asking you to do uh, and what I've been asking people to do. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. We are talking about the top 10 logistical issues <clears throat> that you likely don't know about speaking at state legislative committee meetings. I wanna share our experiences so you can effectively advocate for your three for 2023 freedom fighting topics and instruct your representatives in Florida and in other states. So. Our lessons learned are what we want to share with you today. So, of course, Tuesday, right? We always start with our Tuesday true or false question, which was posted this morning on our social media. But first, before we go into this week's, uh, I've never done this before, but I realized that in the last few weeks, it's been like, ooh, that was a good question. I want to hammer on that again and remind people of that point. And so I actually have the last, um, I think, two uh, questions that I wanted to uh, bring up again. So uh, a couple weeks ago, the question was true or false, constitutionally protected, God-given liberties can never be compromised in state or local legislation. Uh, true or false? And the answer was, um, wait, 
wait a minute. Yes. Okay. Phew. I thought I had the wrong answer slide up there. I'm like, true. Yes, I was reading it wrong. True. While compromise may be good for many topics in legislation, there must be no compromise on bills to defend our God-given liberties. These rights are to be exercised unabridged, uninfringed, unviolated, undenied, undeprived, unabused, and unusurped. All of our legislators took an oath to defend the Constitution and those God-given rights protected therein. So what about last week? Last week I asked you only lobbyists, attorneys, and special interest groups speak on bills at legislative committee hearings. The answer was false that although lobbyists, attorneys, and special interest groups generally dominate the slots for speaking at legislative committee hearings, these hearings are open to the general public and anyone can speak. And I'm going to pause right there and tell you, last week, although I totally disagree with the main points they were bringing up, and I wish I could just educate them some more, uh, there were a large group of college students um, a lot of them from the Orlando area who drove the four hours up there to speak on House Bill 543. Of course, they were advocating for more gun uh, safety and more gun restrictions and how guns are terrible and bad and make the world unsafe. Uh, but the fact that they had the courage to stand up there and give their spiel just the same as I was doing or that some paid lobbyists were doing was phenomenal. In fact, towards the end of the meeting, I turned around and I said to them as a good 10 or 12 that were all seated together had each taken their turns throughout the day getting up and speaking. I turned around and I said to them, listen, obviously you guys have heard me speak. Uh, and, you know, we don't agree on the subject matter at hand. But I just want to tell you that and one of them, one or two of them were actually high school students. I said, listen, you're in high school or college. I want you to know you've done a phenomenal job in how you presented yourselves. And I want you to tell your professors or teachers that uh, an opposing constitutional attorney said that because I want them to have confidence to go out into the world and speak in productive ways, speaking at legislative committee hearings, that's how things are supposed to happen. It's not supposed to be all kinds of other wild tactics that our media and our government and the far left groups have been utilizing for far too long. It's real discourse, it's conversation, it's sharing information and hopefully listening to each other and learning. And who knows, maybe I intrigued them enough with my statement that they looked up who I was. After all, I did share the website right during my minute and 30 that I got to speak last week at the podium. Um, but uh, who knows, maybe I planted some seeds that will help those particular individuals. But uh, at any rate, um, some uh, legislative committee hearings, you're required to sign up ahead of time. Others don't require you to sign up. But now more than ever, it is essential that regular Americans take active roles in instructing their government. And don't be nervous about it. I mean, several people that got up there were, you could see, were visibly shaking. I'm actually surprised that I wasn't because I wasn't that comfortable with it. Um, but uh, 
I started to remind myself as I saw some of these uh, one particular student that had gotten up from behind me and was up to the podium and he's like, you know, number 10 in their group. So he should be a little bit more comfortable with it. But uh, you could see him just visibly shaking up there. And I thought, you know what? Good for him, though, for having the courage to stand up and speak and organizing his thoughts ahead of time and sharing his thoughts with these people that are often seen as so high up as, you know, royalty, as people that are not on the same playing field as us, just mere peasants. Well, I needed to realize that myself. And so I tried to continually calm myself down and remind myself that, hey, I'm, I'm not a Florida attorney. But I'm a damn good constitutional attorney. And above all else, I'm a citizen here. I'm a citizen. I've read the Constitution. And as a Florida voter, I've had to take an oath to defend the Constitution of Florida and of the United States just by registering to vote. So, and of course, my daughter was with me, my youngest, and I had to show her an example of what it's like. In fact, I encouraged her to come up to the podium with me and she chose not to take me up on that offer. But anyway, we need to not be nervous about it. Why? Because the legislators work for you. They work for you. They work for me. They work for us, not the other way around. On any subject, we simply need to point them back to the Constitution and remind them of their oath of office. So this week, uh, we're talking about the logistics of everything, right? And uh, Sorry, I see a comment on YouTube. Gun is a noun, not an adjective. And I'm trying to think, did I say something uh, incorrectly? Or is that just responding to some of their thoughts about how um, uh, guns don't kill people, people kill people? I, I don't I don't know. Um, I, I wish I could remember exactly. All right. So um, let's see. Okay. So hopefully I'm not missing any more comments. I'm trying to fly through and give you some great information, but also not look over the comments. Of course, Lori's in, in the behind the scenes. She's behind stage and she will jump right back on board here uh, if she sees me flying through and uh, missing some good comments. So yes, the left says gun control. Okay, so thank you for clarifying cheer drive. I can't even talk today. Cheer diver. I think I finally said that right. It's not a hard thing to say, but leave it to me. Um, all right. So this week we talked about, uh, we're talking about the lessons learned from my trip to Tallahassee. I keep wanting to say Lansing, uh, to Tallahassee, a much farther trip than it was to go to uh, Lansing when I lived in Michigan. But uh, at any rate, true or false, you can sign up online to speak at any state's legislative committee hearings. And this is still live, so you can go to the poll on Twitter, Telegram, Truth Social, YouTube, or LinkedIn to check out that question. Now, I'm going to try to put a little bit of space in between there and where I'm clearly going to answer for you. Uh, but here we go. So uh, what, what, as we approach this topic, as, as we think about the fact that the legislature in any state uh, local, county, national level, they work for us. I want you to think about some of those constitutional grounds for remembering our right and our duty to instruct our representatives. So you have something, you have tools uh, at your disposal when you go to do that, okay? 
So, uh, and these are focused on Michigan and Florida. Why? Because, well, um, I'm a Michigan licensed attorney and I live in Florida and I was born in Michigan and I grew up in Florida. And most of you watching are in Michigan or Florida. But if you are from another state, I want you to remember that your state has similar provisions. And I strongly encourage you to go and find those similar provisions in your own state constitution. But all political power is inherent in the people. That's something that is Article 1, Section 1 of both the Michigan and Florida constitutions. How much more clear could it be? All political power is inherent in the people, not the governor, not the legislature, not the courts, not, you know, the government, not, you know, states' rights versus, no, no. All political power is inherent in the people. And we have the right to peaceably assemble, instruct our representatives, and petition the government for a redress of grievances. Of course, you can find those provisions in Florida Constitution, Article 1, Section 5, and the Michigan Constitution, Article 1, Section 3. We also have access to public records and public meetings. Those go hand in hand with instructing your representatives, right? You have to be able to access those meetings, access those records. And you can look to Florida Constitution, Article 1, Section 24, and Article 3, Section 4, and the Michigan Constitution, Article 4, Section 20, which is a huge thing and something that even the then Republican-controlled legislature, uh, specifically the House of Representatives, uh, decided they were going to throw out Article 4, Section 20 of the Michigan Constitution because they had the doors of the legislature closed during a session. The people were kept out. And that is not what the Michigan Constitution allows. And unfortunately, far too many state police and campus security or redcoats or whatever they're calling themselves these days all stood in between us the people and them, the legislators that work for us that day as, as the doors of the legislature were closed. And uh, that's April 30th, 2020. And it's happened other times as well, but that's the most memorable one for me. Uh, the right to free speech and free press. This is essential to instructing our representatives as well. So you can see the portions of the Florida and Michigan constitutions as well as the U.S. Constitution uh, on the slide, of course, as always, uh, the slideshows are going to be shared with you with the Constitution segment recap video on Thursday, which is a 10 minute video where I recap all the highlights of today's episode and, of course, share with you the actual link to this slideshow so you can flip back and forth as you wish to. Um, of course, now that we're sharing these or, or um posting these episodes on all the major podcasting platforms. Uh, it's essential that you are able to have something visual in front of you to reference as you need to, because you're not seeing the screen now. Uh, but anyway, um, the biggest one I would say is look at Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution, because we, the people, retain ultimate control and authority. Why? Because we are guaranteed a Republican form of government. Check out the very definition of what that means. We don't have a democracy. We have a Republican form of government. 
Okay, so lessons learned on speaking at legislative committee meetings. Uh, oh, and hello to, this is a public service. Um, he was also there that day in Tallahassee and it was great to see a friendly face and a fellow freedom fighter. So um, it is uh, also good to see you here as well. And hello to Pam from Illinois, checking us out on Facebook. Wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anybody. Uh, thank you for joining us all today. So lessons learned. Number one, you can sign up online or in person to speak at Florida House of Representatives committee meetings, but you cannot sign up online to speak at Florida Senate committee meetings. What? Yes, that's correct. Is that not ridiculous? Um, in fact, it's probably a little too small for you guys to see, but um, this right here is showing the Florida House of Representatives. This is where you can go and sign up. I will, I think I'm sharing it again this week in a freedom fighting tool, but I have shared it in the past as well. So you can sign up to any committee meeting by simply filling this out. And there's not a whole ton of information there. They also have blank sheets that you could fill out when you get there. But this is a better way to go because in theory, that means you're going to be uh, perhaps sooner up in the, um, uh, when they call your name. But at any rate, you can see right here, those, the Florida Senate website committees, they have a committee appearance form, but it clearly says the Florida Senate appearance record cannot be submitted electronically. This form must be submitted to the Senate professional staff conducting the meeting. So you literally have to show up that day at the meeting and hand it in. Wow. Let's bring things into the 21st century, Florida Senate. Oh, at any rate, again, even if you're not in Florida, I wanted to share with you these examples because these are things that you need to look out for at your own state legislature committee meetings and uh, key things you just might want to be aware of uh, to check out regardless of what state you're in. Okay, so lessons learned number two. For those with limited physical mobility, the physical layout at and around the Florida Capitol building is quite challenging. No joke. I'm thinking this is Florida. It's mostly flat. Most of the area is, you know, basically right at sea level. I mean, I live 10 feet above sea level as it is. So um, I'm thinking, yeah, it's, it's going to be... Um, you know, nothing I would even have to think of. Whereas I would think in Michigan, where there's a lot more hills and uh, varying levels above sea level, that uh, it would be possibly a bigger issue. But anyway, uh, in Tallahassee, right around the Capitol, the ground is quite hilly. The concrete and the pavers constructing the sidewalks are uneven in many places. I mean, ridiculous tripping hazards. Of course, as an attorney, and I've never done slip and falls, but as an attorney, I'm thinking, how many attorneys work in those buildings right there? And this is what they allow to stand uh, as the public way to maneuver yourself from the public parking area over to the state capitol building? It's dumbfounding. I mean, it's ridiculous. I wasn't even wearing high heels. I could only imagine how uh, much harder it would have been if I was still in the days of wearing stiletto three or four inch heels. Yikes. Um, so something to keep in mind. 
Um, many, there's many steps to go up and down to get from the main parking areas to the buildings. And sometimes there were no visible ramps or elevators nearby. There were times where to get between buildings, paint on my hands. Oh, I thought I had gotten enough of it off that you wouldn't be able to see it, but it's awful. Anyway, I just noticed that on the screen. Um, so there's, uh, I work hard in, in a variety of ways, not just for freedom, but uh, anyway, so um there's there were times where we were trying and i had google maps open and everything and i'm really good good with directions my husband and i are trying to figure it out and we're like uh okay i guess we have to go this way and through here and you know it's possible there were easier ways to get there but you know we did what we could what probably the average person would do and trust the phone you know map on their phone and mind you dozens of people who clearly work at the Capitol with, you know, the pins and the name tags and, you know, badges and all that kind of stuff were stopping um, enough to gawk at us like, well, they clearly don't know what they're doing, but not a single person said hello or offered to help direct us. Is that not ridiculous? It was the three of us, Mike, myself, and our daughter, Emma, who is nine, and we're walking along trying to figure out, I mean, she's got this cute little Dr. Seuss bag, and they couldn't be bothered to say, oh, are you looking for a particular building? Sure, you're headed in the right direction. Just continue to go. Like, come on, people, you work for us, but whatever. Okay, so... Uh, lesson learned number three, although there are large screens on the walls, in fact, I might have, um, here, there were large screens on the wall behind where we were sitting. This is, this is not from Tuesday last week, but it's the same area. So, um, I was sitting somewhere over here, um, but there's a large screen you could see up at the top of this picture and then likewise behind the legislators who were sitting across from this area uh they also had screen at least one screen if not um, multiple screens behind them so even though there are large screens there there was no video being displayed to show the speakers so given the layout of the room it is virtually impossible to see the faces of legislators while they are speaking or the members of the crowd who stand at the at the podium to speak. I mean, you seriously, I mean, you, you only see the back of the speakers, which is ridiculous. Um, and lip readers, you're, you're, if you're like me, you're not gonna be able to participate well. There was a lot that I was not able to very clearly hear. And let me just go back to that slide for a minute here because I wanted to show you. So, oh shoot, this doesn't show the podium. Well, I think I might have another one later on here that does, but at any rate, it's this, the, it's, it's very open, but at the same time, it's just set up in a way that you physically can't see. I mean, the legislators are sitting, um, I, at first I thought maybe they were up higher, but it doesn't appear to be that way because they're, they're at least not up high enough that you can really see or to have us up higher or something so that you could see uh, you know, their lips as they're speaking. There were times that I couldn't even figure out which one is speaking right now and trying to figure out who's speaking and, and then have context. Okay, they're going on a long tangent uh, as they start this. Am I listening to a Democrat? Am I listening to a Republican? I want to know. So I have the context. I know who to follow up with later if need be. Um, 
Oh, goodness. Well, uh, Terry, thank you for joining us today on Facebook. It was nice to see you. Um, and yes, uh, Lori has shared a comment. I was just about to, but Lori's uh, better at this than I am. So she grabbed onto, this is a public services comment, which was that they seemed very disengaged, the legislators, that is. And it, um, yes, it, I, and I, I want to say that they're, it's, they're humans, right? So if it was hard for us to be able to see who was speaking and, and hear everything and see everything that, you know, we needed to be able to, then perhaps they had some similar issues. And, you know, at some point it becomes very disengaging for them as well. Um, you know, because you really can't see if you're sitting up there on the committee, you're not really able to see it um, necessarily the the faces of whoever is speaking. And certainly if you're sitting in the row behind, um, you're not going to see anybody's face. All right. Number four, uh, conflicting. There were conflicting unposted rules about bringing bags or other materials into the committee meeting room. And you need to be prepared to have your bags searched if they are going to be allowed in the room. At first, we were told by the first set of guys, and there were literally like 10 guys out there, I guess all being security. I, I don't know. Um, but they were, you know, the two that approached us that were right by the door were saying, oh, you, you each have a bag? No, Mike had a bag that had um, two bottles of water and uh, our tripod and our camera. I had um, a bag that just had the, I think it might've had my binder with the constitutions in it. It had my speech for the day. It had some notes. It had the full 63 pages of House Bill 543 printed out. I even had a House Bill 222, um, no, Senate Bill 222, House Bill uh, 305. That was the medical freedom bill that I'm concerned about. I brought that with me um, in hopes that I was able to track down and talk to any of these legislators individually. Um, so I could share some concerns about that as well. I had a notepad. I mean, common things that you would bring to a legislative committee hearing and a pen. And um, anyway, they said uh, an Emma's bag. She had her school books. She had one or two toys. She had some crayons because she was going to take some play breaks in between doing her schoolwork. And then also at times just listen to what was being said. I mean, she's nine, right? So we got to keep things um, going for her day as well and her water. And, and at first they're just like, no, 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 you just can't bring anything in. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, I'm a speaker. I got to be able to have my notes and things. I, I need to finish tweaking my speech. Little did I know that not only did I know, not know how many minutes we were going to have to speak, but they cut the time twice during the meeting. They started with two minutes, went to a minute 50, went to one minute. I mean, I needed to have everything there that I wanted to say and be able to change it on the fly uh, and and do my best. How could I not do that without a notepad and pen? And so at any rate, um, they had uh, they referenced us to their sergeant, I guess. I think that's what they called him. And he came over and, of course, at first immediately had this like, oh, what's the problem kind of deal. And so I stuck my hand out and I said, hi, I'm Catherine Henry. And I shook his hand and he's like, oh, oh, well, I'm J Jeremy, I think is what, he, what his name was. And uh, so, you know, just remind them, hey, I know you're a person. I'm a person. What's the concern here? Um, I, I do a podcast. I plan on live streaming here. I also am a speaker. And I have a child who is not going to be able to sit for four hours during a committee meeting without having things to keep her going 
you know, and uh, keep her occupied. So, um, you know, he was willing to work with us. And then they ended up just looking through our bags and said, okay, fine, you know, you can have your bags in there, etc. And then ended up being a great source of information about the logistics about how, you know, where to sit, where we couldn't sit, that kind of thing. So, at any rate, um, just keep that in mind that your state legislator, uh, legislature might have similar issues as well. Okay, number five, I just gave it away. There was no time limit for speakers identified before the meeting. I had been told we had three minutes, which made sense because at the Volusia County delegation uh, meeting, legislative delegation meeting that I spoke at in January, we had three minutes. But at, for this particular meeting, I guess they were just waiting to see how many people signed up. And at one point, the lead legislator in charge of this particular hearing said that there were 120 people who had signed up to speak. So because of that, he was starting with only two minutes. So right then and there, I had a three-minute speech prepared and had to quickly uh, try to figure out how to cut one-third of the speech um, while still getting enough of my point across. And I had no idea where in the lineup I would be. Then right before I got up to speak, I mean, I think it was um, maybe five minutes we were told they were bringing it down to a minute and a half. And I'm like, oh crap, I gotta take out another 30 seconds and still think of enough poignant things to say to them, to get through to them. Hey, Democrats, Republicans, whoever you are, whatever your reasons are for not going with a straight, true constitutional carry bill, hello, this one isn't it. This one doesn't do near enough. And for those of you who think this is a bad bill, I don't care what your preferences or personal experiences are. Those are irrelevant to the Constitution, which you took an oath to uphold. That's what I was trying to convey um, as specifically as humanly possible. So anyway, uh, luckily, I made it through that cut before they reduced the time yet again for the remaining speakers down to one minute per speaker. All right, number six, being signed up to speak. I'm glad that I asked these questions uh, of the uh, sergeant ahead of time before, right before we walked in. Uh, so I at least had some sort of gauge and didn't decide to get up and take a restroom break or something because he clarified for me that your name may be called at any point during the meeting and it'll only be called for that one time slot. They might end up saying your name. Um, the, in this particular instance, the person leading the meeting would say, okay, so I have Susie Q speaking next and then John Smith, you're going to be up next. Or he was saying on deck, you're on deck. So please get ready and move closer to the microphone so they could keep the time moving. Um, but basically, other than that, your name wasn't called multiple times. If you weren't there at, when it was your turn to speak, then he simply went right on to the next person. And they tried to say whether you were signed up to be uh, in favor of or against the, um, you know, House Bill 543. Um, okay, so let's see. Um, I would have thought he was the sergeant at arms, but I'm not quite quite sure because um, I didn't think sergeant at arms were um, members of the um, um, U.S. Marshal's office and Mike said that this was a U.S. Marshal so I, I'm a, I, I don't quite know but um, at any rate um, shoot I missed it uh, 
what was gross? <laughs> Something about the meeting, I'm assuming. Um, but I don't have uh, I don't have the context anymore. So please jump back in, um, Foshan, and tell me what what that was about. But uh, let's see. Okay. So anyway, um, yes. Oops. Go back here. Uh, so if you're if you're outside of the room when your name is called, it won't be called again and you could miss your opportunity. You could miss the reason why you drove four hours one way or eight hours one way to get there. Um, so make sure that you have gone to the bathroom ahead of time and have everything you need right there with you. Um, oh, the time cut. Yes. Okay. So uh, Foshin is telling us that uh, it was gross that they cut people's time so ridiculously. And and I would say yes, because whether you were for or against, uh, you know, the particular bill uh, being discussed that day, that was the only bill being discussed. They needed to give it adequate time. And people that drove all that way, I mean, person after person after person that got up to the podium was told their time was cut off. And we just went, oh, that's it already? I mean, I think even I, you know, I had one more sentence that I wanted to squeeze into my minute and 30 seconds, one more sentence that would have really brought it all home. And I was just like, okay, you know, I thought for a brief second, do I just keep talking over them for the next six seconds or do I move on? And I wanted to be respectful of other people's time as well. So, all right. Lesson number seven, committee meetings are not clearly marked throughout the Capitol campus, and it can be quite confusing to find the appropriate room. So once we finally got to where we were supposed to be, it was advertised as uh, actually there were two or three addresses on the committee notice itself. I'm like, well, it looks like it's an address. That's a number and an aim. And it's like 212 Webster, but it was whatever it was, it was, um, it had two or three different addresses, um, all for the same meeting. And I'm like, well, how could that be? Well, it was, you punch them into Google maps and it brought me to the building, which turns out to be the historical, basically museum, the original Florida state Capitol building that wasn't going to help me. I figured it probably was not going to be in there. And it didn't look like anybody was going into that building. In fact, we didn't really see anybody going in and out of any of the buildings, maybe one or two people here or there. And that was it. So no clear influx of traffic. Um, I decided because I could see that there was um, uh, some a little bit of you know signage about public access during certain hours on the one building that looked like it was the main capitol building uh mike and i with emma walked over to there just so i could simply ask the security guards uh right inside which building we were looking for and at first you know they try to they <laughs> the uh the life of a hard-working person i uh literally just a whole nail just ripped off my finger as we sat here no, not a press on nail, my nail. That's awesome. Anyway, um, so uh, Mike and I went through the uh, security, not even went through it. They're like, oh, you have to put this here and that here and all that. I'm like, whoa, 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 just tell me what building. I'm simply trying to make it to, and I read to them the specifics that I have, and they said, oh, well, yeah, that's in this other building, but it's connected. You go through here. Even the way they described it to us was very confusing, and they're like, oh, you got to go through here, and you go there, and you go up to level four, but it'll bring you to level two, and then you go around, and you have to go this, and I'm like, 
what? And the signs within were not very clear. I mean, there really wasn't much for signage on how to get there. Uh, so at any rate, um, give yourself plenty of time to navigate. I would say at least an additional half hour just to navigate where to go, which I would say is not that big of an issue. The Michigan capital is far easier to navigate than the Florida capital for those purposes. So get to know your capital um, and it'll make it a whole lot more, I don't know, you can understand what people go through when they drive all the way up there and they're speaking on certain bills, what it means to them. And you can understand the importance of these things a little bit better uh, doing that. So, all right. Um, wait a minute. I get to start calling you guys LC and T-I-A-P-S. Wait, never mind. That's harder to say. I'm just going to go with Foshan and the Liberty Cause. <laughs> all right. So, lesson number eight. Power outlets, at least in this particular room, and I believe the rest of them that have the committee, um, based on what it was described to me, most of the other committee meeting rooms at the Florida Capitol are set up the same way, designed the same way, but power outlets are not available at your seat. Power outlets are off to the far side of the room that they have set up for media. No visible outlets are at or near the public seating areas. And every now and then I would look over at Mike and go, huh? How's our battery doing <laughs> as we're live streaming? And he said, oh, no, we're good. We're totally fine. And sure enough that my phone had ample uh, battery to make it all the way back home even. So, um, all right. Number nine. This is the thing that blew me away. Of course, I'm someone that'll ask you 47 questions if given the opportunity in any given situation. So when I had uh, this sergeant, uh, perhaps sergeant at arms or uh, U.S. Marshal or whoever he was, the guy in charge, when I had his ear, I was asking him all kinds of things about the procedures, including the votes. And he indicated that, in fact, the votes are cast that very day as to whether the bill will make it on to the next step in the legislative process. This particular one was then moved over to, um, oh my goodness, I want to say it was the judicial, I don't even remember which one it made it to now. It's it's moving on to another committee in the House, but at any rate, that is, um, that's what the process is. When they have those hearings, those legislators are going to be voting that very day on whether that bill moves forward at, to the next stage. So... Uh, lesson number 10, there was no visible way to get documents in front of the committee members during the meeting. Now, keep in mind, uh, I knew that I was going to probably be short on time, and that was assuming I was going to have a full three minutes to speak to them. And I didn't realize they were going to actually be voting that day. And I wanted the, the legislators to know that every single thing I said or that I was going to say was backed up by the Constitution itself. So I literally that morning sat down and created a whole web page on my website just for this, which you could still see. It's restorefreedomkh.com slash HB543 for House Bill 543. Um, so I did share that at the beginning, uh, hoping that perhaps in between things or if they had a break or something, which they never did take before the final vote was taken, I was hoping that they would at least check it out because I had 
the actual language of what a constitutional carry bill needs to look like in there uh, and what parts need to be repealed out of current bills or statutes in states all across the country. So no matter what state you live in, check out that document that's there on house um, restorefreedomkh.com slash HB543. But I was disturbed that there really wasn't a way that I could see that you would get any sort of documents. So if you had some bullet points or some things or QR code or something you wanted to share with them to get information in front of them or that they could remember, this meeting ended up being shorter than the four hours that was allotted for it. But I'm sure sometimes they might go longer uh, or just have just so much information jam-packed into it that you want to make sure your points are remembered, especially what if you're the first or second speaker and there's, you know, 200 people speaking on this issue. You want to make sure you have something in front of them. Well, there's no way to do it then at the meeting. You're going to have to do things ahead of time. So since you're, this is the takeaway here. Since your time is greatly limited to speak and the committee votes at the end of that very meeting whether to move the bill out of that committee, committee members seemed largely disinterested in what the public had to say on either side. Republicans, Democrats alike seemed very disinterested in what the Republicans or the Democrats in the crowd had to say. Uh, and they looked like they really had their minds made up. I think it has to do with the logistics, in part at least, with the logistics of the meeting. So what does that mean? You need to know as quickly as possible. Let me boil it down. Like I started at the beginning, I mentioned your three for 2023. If you're new to this channel, then at the very end, the very last way to get involved challenge that I shared on the last Wednesday uh, of our December, you know, 2022 series of Restore Freedom Weekly, the challenge was to pick three freedom fighting topics for 2023 because it is way too hard to have to fight for all of the freedom all of the time at all branches of government. It's exhausting and you're not going to be very efficient or effective at what you're doing. And unfortunately, that's what I was personally feeling as well. Like, oh my gosh, we have, um, you know, the Dobbs case and all the abortion uh, lawsuits and statutes and, and constitutional amendments and things happening in Michigan. And, you know, there's uh, the, the Florida Supreme Court has recently decided to take up uh, a case about the Florida abortion statute and, you know, legislatures and um uh, Supreme Courts nationwide are having to discuss that topic and handle the topic after the Dobbs decision in the United States Supreme Court. But they also had the Bruin um, NRA case, uh, or yeah, I think it was the NRA, national, whatever. At any rate, um, it was the Bruin uh, case out of New York. Um, maybe it was the New York Rifle Association, I think is what it was. Um, a huge Second Amendment case with implications didn't go near as far as it needed to and really keep it as simple as it needed to. But it was a good step in the right direction. And meanwhile, there's all these residual Second Amendment issues that need to be tackled. What about homeschooling implications? I mean, especially with all that people were forced into homeschooling in 2020 as governors all across the U.S. shut down our states and shut down the public education system. And then, oh, we're going to do it by Zoom. 
BS. That's not public education. That's not a free and appropriate public education for anyone. Uh, but at, at any rate, you still have the mandatory or compulsory attendance laws. I mean, you have so many different things going on all the time. Election procedures were being changed and established and, and modified and, and worked on uh, in the courts and in uh, state legislative um, ventures, as well as uh, ballot proposals for amending, you know, state constitutions. I mean, there's so many topics. How can you possibly be effective? Well, you need to boil it down to three, no more than three main freedom fighting topics for 2023, whatever those three are to you. We went over um, some of the main freedom fighting topics earlier I think we did it in January in the first two episodes uh, of this season of Restore Freedom Weekly. Uh, but you know, you know what some of those are, whatever they might be to you. Maybe you're a big person on, you know, fighting back against illegal and unconstitutional searches and seizures. Maybe you are a huge advocate for public hearings and trials in criminal cases or, uh, you know, wh whatever the, the, you know, um, whatever it may be. Mine, well, I'm not following my own advice because I, I have five, but I have three main ones and two that I will focus on as needed. Um, but at any rate, uh, my main ones are uh, government accountability and, uh, you know, dealing with the oath of office and dealing with what happens when you break that oath of office and getting, you know, anything that's going to get accessibility to the public so we can hold our government officials accountable at all levels in all branches. Um, you know, one of my minor ones, you could say, is um, Second Amendment issues. Uh, which clearly tie to things like House Bill 543, uh, right to life issues. Um, and I am totally blanking on what my other two major ones are, um, but they're fighting for freedom in some way, shape, or form. At any rate, you need to narrow down. Now, why do I talk about that? Well, because in order to be most effective at a, at a legislative committee hearing, you need to contact legislators ahead of time. So here's the thing, I, there's not a very easy way to know when these hearings are. It looks like at, at times it's maybe one week notice from when they you know, post that there's gonna be this committee hearing to when the hearing actually happens. So you have one week to know, and then you gotta essentially know uh, what you're looking for ahead of time. So you gotta be watching those things and, and queuing into those freedom fighting groups that fight for those particular topics. So if you're, uh, if you love the Second Amendment, then check out my friend 2AEDU on YouTube and Rumble and other social media platforms because he's going to be a good one to tell you about state and federal legislation that's impacting the Second Amendment or Michigan Coalition of Responsible Gun Owners or, um, you know, if you're big into, you know, um, the homeschool building, uh, if you're a West Michigan person, the homeschool building is a great source of information and resources for homeschooling students and families. And they often have information about legislation that's coming down that's going to impact homeschooling families. Um, at any rate, find your organization's 
or your individuals that you trust, uh, medical freedom issues. Uh, my friend, Dr. Christina Parks, uh, my friend, Maya Hun, uh, they're people that are, you know, in the health industry as a profession, and they're also dedicated to the freedom fight and getting information in your hands. So no matter what the topic is, make sure that you are connected. Like those two that I just mentioned, my friend uh, Maya Han has um, Health Freedom Unmuzzled. I believe I said that right. She's on Telegram, at least. I don't know if she's on other platforms. My friend, Dr. Christina Parks, I know is also at least on Telegram with an impressive like 37,000 followers just on Telegram alone, which to me is insane. But anyway, um, she might be on other platforms as well. People that you can at least just kind of tap into about some of that. And so maybe uh, being able, if you're in Florida, the Florida Freedom Keepers is a group, you have some Liberty Caucuses, things like that. Tap into these groups so that you know what topics, you know what bills, you can help share information so that you know what you're looking for. And you can then see, okay, oh, I got an alert. I signed up for an email for House Bill 543. I see this one is now going to committee. Now, which committee is it going to? Okay, great. Who are those legislators? I'm going to email them my key points. Try to keep it simple. Of course, I love three, but it's effective. Keep it to your three best points and keep it as simple as possible. Of course, for me, I have the, you know, the, the thrust, the main points of what I want them to get to or include or, or repeal from current law. And then I have a separate portion that was the constitutional framework, why it's needed or, or what's the, the background that um, supports what I'm saying. Uh, I included that separately so I didn't lose them. They can, It's visually broken up. There's a lot more there than what they probably would be willing to digest. But if they're even remotely interested, it's something that they can visually easily see or if they're on the computer with the PDF clicking back and forth, that kind of thing. And I believe, could be wrong, that you at least have the ability to email your legislators ahead of time, email the staffers. Email the staffers, especially who work for the legislators that are running these committee hearings and say, I'd like to get this in the hands of each of the legislators who will be at the committee hearing this coming Tuesday. Um, this is specifically about House Bill 1234. That is going to be your best bet. The shortest sweetest version of what you got would be the best thing that you could do to get it in the hands of those legislators and be part of that process of when they're making up their mind so that when you speak at the committee hearing, I still think that's going to be powerful, but then your name, your organization, your key points, there's something that in theory they've been at least exposed to before. So it might perk their interest. It might go, oh, wait, I've heard that. Wait, what is that? And they might pay a little bit closer attention. It's all an uphill battle, but we have to do that. We have to let them know they're listening, that we're listening, even if they are not. So I see there's some good um, question or back and forth dialogue. Oh my goodness, there's a lot. I hope that I am not... Okay. I hope I'm not skipping anything because there's a lot in here. Um, oh, awesome. Liberty Lori, of course, 
is always fantastic. And she has found uh, Maya's uh, Health Freedom Unmuzzled and Christina Park's um, both of their uh, channels on Telegram. Um, okay. And then I want to share this before we get into anything else. I wish I could blow this comment up, actually. But uh, so it looks like Pam on Facebook shares with us that she says, so constructing it where concerned citizens speak directly before a vote is taken is actually disingenuous. We get to speak, but it's not going to matter. Now, here's the thing. I think it does matter. I think that at the very least, when they heard each and every one, even for the people that weren't in the room when their name was called, or they chose to waive their, their time to speak that day after all, the the leader, uh, I don't know what his name is, I just keep saying leader, whatever state rep it was that was leading the meeting, he would say, oh, this is Susie Q, um, who is in favor of House Bill 543, um, you know, whatever, or, you know, oh, John Smith, John Smith, John Smith isn't here. Okay. Let, let it be known that John Smith is a proponent of house bill five, four, three, and then moved on. So you start hearing that, hearing that, hearing that, hearing that. And it, it, it does mean something, just the sheer volume of people who are willing to sign up and wanting to speak. Also, um, again, like I said, if you have your message, if you've started emailing them or calling their offices or inundating those committee members ahead of time, and you are telling them, again, the shortest, sweetest points that you can ahead of time, when you bring those one, two, or three-minute speeches to life in front of them in those com committee hearings, then you could say, you've been told this remember that document or or do it like i did set up a website so they have no excuse they can't say oh i lost it you can remind them hey i've already sh shared this information with you ahead of time i sent this to you by email i've i've called i've done whatever but keep in mind you have an oath or the law says this or the statutes or what, whatever whatever your point is you can do that ahead of time. And you can even do one of those, you know, there's a lot of places you could have really free or super cheap websites just to get something on there. Make it a blogger page. That's free. You know, just have something. But if you do have your own website for your freedom fighting purposes and you, and you have your own, um, you know, custom URL and all that, your custom domain, that's going to be the best because it can, it resonates, right? When I say, oh, check out website Restore Freedom kh.com slash hb543 and they know damn well that i'm serious and i'm professional about this and i'm committed to making something uh truly constitutional that's going to restore our freedom they know just by the website i gave them my stance on the issue so again it's just how many you know think of it this way uh if you've ever taken marketing classes you know i was uh, when I was in college, I wasn't a business major. I was, uh, well, triple, triple major for the most time. I was public administration, philosophy, political science, and then a pre-law minor in the honors program, blah, 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 right? Okay, lots of courses. But I did take a few of the business courses. And straight up business uh, marketing, you have to have a message, a clear, simple message in front of the average American seven times before it really starts to sink in. 
So keep that in mind. How can you best get a message in front of those people? It's probably not going to be seven times, but maybe. How can you get your message in front of those people seven times? Maybe you email and then follow up with a call. Maybe you have a friend that doubles up and does some emails or calls. You show up and speak at the committee hearing. Maybe you break down what you're saying and you say it one way and you kind of turn it around and you catch it from a different angle in the second half of your speech. And it's a double whammy just right there. Whatever you can do to have your message repeated, 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 that is going to be the way that, that that's just the way the brain works, especially lazy Americans. And we're all a little too lazy in how we think and speak and, and participate and things like that. So at any rate, it's not totally meaningless. It doesn't it's not that it doesn't matter, but it is disingenuous the way that they set it up. Now, I will say they are only human. So perhaps if they only had 20 people sign up, then and each person was given four minutes to speak or five minutes to speak, and there perhaps was maybe some more back and forth and dialogue, then they would know that it's not going to be as overwhelming. But when you have 120 people that are signed up to speak and you're like, how, I'm never going to keep that straight. I'm not going to, you know, there's just so much. Um, I, I could see while what, where the brain shuts down and you just stop listening and you're like, oh my gosh, these people are droning on and uh, it's just too much to take it in. So, um, hey, now I feel like the teacher in the classroom, kids, what are you sharing with each other that you're not sharing with the rest of the class? I wasn't invited to some meeting on Saturday. At least I don't think so. I don't know. I guess I should look at my calendar before I call you out on that. But anyway, all right. <laughs> um, so um, some key points that I want you to remember. Again, all these pieces are going to be in the slides. And I'm not even going to go through all the slides. But above, above all else, regardless of what party you more closely align with, or what issues are the most important to you, or what your three for 2023 freedom fighting issues are going to be, remember that we don't get our rights from the government. We get them from God. And we don't need a permission slip from the government to utilize those God-given liberties. And remember, really, above all else, too, this is super important. Remember that we don't have, by and large, we don't have constitutional rights. No, what do we have? We have constitutionally protected God-given liberties. That's what we have. And I mentioned earlier, those rights are to be exercised unabridged, uninfringed, unviolated, undenied, un unabused, unusurped. And where do I get all that? From the actual language of the Constitution itself. And the United States Supreme Court has very clearly understood this, but looking at the United States Constitution, the supreme the supreme law of the land is the U.S. Constitution. So when you have a state constitution, like say Florida, who has a Second Amendment provision in there that seems to then say, but the state can regulate, blah 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 blah. Uh, no, any part of a state constitution that violates the U.S. Constitution is void on its face. And we don't have to wait for the U.S. Supreme Court or the state Supreme Court to tell us that. That's not how it is. It's literally void. It's as, as though it never even existed. 
So remember that legal hierarchy all the way from U.S. Constitution all the way down to those municipal charters and constitutionally enacted municipal ordinances. Um, and, you know, if you're one of those people, no matter what the topic is, no matter what your three for 2023 topics are, they're going to be something that almost inevitably will end up with uh, the justification for these topics or, or this, the regulation on those areas has something to do with the public safety, public health, or public welfare, right? Public health, safety, and welfare. We hear that over and over and over again. I want you, if, if you think that those might be the concerns, right? If you think those would be good justifications for, you know, regulations in any particular area, I want you to reread the U.S. and state constitutions on that point. Um, this particular, uh, you know, these set of slides are talking about things in terms of the U.S. and Florida constitutions. But in the past, I've also definitely had this discussion and there's briefs all over my website talking about these points uh, from the aspect of the Michigan state constitution. But look at the term welfare. How many times does that word actually appear in the U.S. Constitution? It is in there to promote the general welfare, not to regulate it. To provide for the common defense and general welfare in the financial sense. What about the term public safety? Well, um, <laughs> the term safety, just safety, not even public safety, safety appears only once in our U.S. Constitution, and it's Article 1, Section 9, and it's a rare situation where we could suspend the writ of habeas corpus uh, when the public safety may require it during the time of rebellion or invasion, but just the writ of habeas corpus, that's it. That doesn't mean some far-reaching scheme of, you know, it's the government's job to keep us safe. No, it is not. And what about the term health? The term health appears literally nowhere in the U.S. Constitution. Thus, there is no constitutional basis for the government to exercise uh, authority relating to public health. Now, the word health is found in the Florida Constitution a staggering 27 times. But even then, if you look at it, it's only talking about none of those references are talking about the, the general concept of public health. No, they're talking about scholarships, education, minimum wage, patient rights, medical malpractice, tobacco, marijuana. So, again, there's no general um, uh, you know, stamp of approval from a constitutional sense about regulations for public health, safety, and welfare. And another way to look at it, <laughs> we established our constitution in the United States, uh, but specifically here in the state of Florida, we, the people of the state of Florida, were, were grateful to almighty God for the constitutional liberty or the blessings of freedom, if you wanna look at the US or, or Michigan constitutions, and we wanted to secure its benefits. You could look at the U.S. or state constitution preambles if you're wondering where I'm getting that from. But if we wanted to create a form, structure, and set of definitions of governmental power to ensure our public health, 
public safety or general welfare, we would have done that. But we didn't. Those words are purposely not in there. But what is in there is the oath to defend the U.S. Constitution. And all public officials are required to take that same oath. And if you are getting ready to speak or thinking of speaking at a state legislative meeting or your local county or even municipal government, even if you're walking into a room, when I was running for state rep in Michigan many years ago, I went to every single township and city and village board, uh, you know, the downtown development authority meetings, the planning commission meetings, the actual, you know, township board or city council meetings, whatever. I went to all of them and I wanted them to know who I was. I wanted them to know that I know they exist and that they were important in the whole bigger part of the entire legislative district. Um, it was a lot of time and travel and, and, and devotion to doing that. But at any rate, um, so regardless of whether you walk into a room that literally has five humans in it or 500 with thousands more streaming online, consider sharing with them what their constitutional oath is and what it's not. And I have uh, slides in here that talk about that very thing in the context of um, this is more of what I shared at the um, meeting last week. But uh, the full context of this speech is available uh, online on our website. And also, well, first of all, I want to tell you, also remember that we cannot pick and choose which parts of the Constitution that we want to enforce. Nor can we only choose to follow the Constitution when it's most convenient for us. But um, real quick, I want to remind you, as I shared with you at the beginning, the grounds for instructing our representatives. Look at those parts of the U.S. and state constitutions on the fact that all political power is inherent in the people, that we have the right to peaceably assemble, instruct our representatives, and petition the government for a redress of grievances. We have a constitutional right to access public records and meetings. We have a right to free speech and press, and we the people retain ultimate control and authority because we are guaranteed a Republican form of government. So, uh, logistically, you can sign up to speak online at any state legislative committee hearings, true or false. You should know that by now. Um, but speaking of speaking at legislative hearings and even signing up ahead of time and jumping through all of their logistical hoops, sometimes state legislators will still shut you down. What I want you to do, I'm going to invite you to check out my friend, Angela Regas, who is a brand new state rep in the state of Michigan. She actually ran in the district that I ran in the cycle before I did. So several years ago, she's been my friend for maybe eight, I don't know, eight or 10 years, something like that. And she is a fighter and she loves the constitution and she hates the politics. Um, but I want you to check out this video and read her post 
first, which is why I included that here. And no, it's it's a picture that looks like you could click on it. It's um these uh, Google slideshows. You can't actually play videos unless they're only on YouTube. And I couldn't find if this video was on YouTube. But um, the link is here, so you can copy and paste that or click on it uh, when you uh, get access to this, you know, on Thursday as well. Um, or go to her Facebook page. Just look for State Representative Angela Regis. You'll find her. At any rate, uh, she's she herself is one of my friends, and her personal uh, profile shared this particular post, so you can find it that way as well. At any rate, uh, read this read this particular post it's not very long then watch the video so you have full context otherwise i fear you're going to listen to it and think she's just a psycho who's yelling inappropriately she's fighting tooth and nail for her constituents she's fighting for the ability of people to have their voices heard and stand up and speak she's fighting for the ability of the state reps themselves to be heard on a bill before it's just being shoved through and it's really important that you do take a look at this. So at any rate, um, take uh, take a, a look at that. I've also included, uh, this is the speech that I gave last week at the legislative delegation meeting, the whole 90 seconds that I got to speak. Um, and so you can take a, a listen to that as well. You can actually play that right out of this um, slideshow because um, it's on YouTube. I want to announce here to the folks in the audience, we have about 62 people no. who wish to speak remaining right, at this point. We're going to drop go. down to I one minute and 30 seconds down. per speaker. Oh, Catherine Henry, Catherine, you're recognized on deck. We have Cheryl Roberts. Or we can Catherine listen Roberts. to it we now, I guess, because um, I can't even call out the show. I, I have no ability. Good afternoon. I'm a constitutional attorney, model for and Florida resident. Lori, can constitutional you, um, US and state you have any ability to really support and more fully articulate everything I'll say can now be found Wait. online. Shoot! I can't, my whole computer is going. Lori, I need you to... Oh, shit. <laughs> I keep trying to add you. I can't hear you. You're muted. Can you talk? There, is that better? I can hear you now. You're muted. Okay. <laughs> I So but can you see that we're both on the screen? Or yeah. can't you see anything? Okay. <laughs> so I, I guess that's the end. <laughs> um, are we still live? Because I can't even tell. Yes, I'm, we are. Okay. Are so you, you can't hearing, end us. Are you guys hearing the my speech from last I, week? I stopped it. So you can't hear it anymore? No. Oh, thank God. Okay, it's just me. I can hear it. I don't want to hear myself talk that much. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I had some other stuff I wanted to share with you. I don't remember exactly all of what was in there, but guess what? You'll be able to see the slideshow on Thursday when I share it in the Constitution segment recap segment. So there's that. Um, oh, oh, wait, did I just get my computer back? Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Exciting left in there. So I am really sorry about that, guys. <laughs> 
I was trying to go to the next slide and I apparently slipped and hit play. So, um, all right. <laughs> so I'm so sorry about that. That was really scary. My screen was doing okay. Oh, you're, you're human? Wow. You're human? <laughs> Don't tell my husband, but I'm actually a little imperfect. So, Just tiny. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, Thank you so much to all of you who are joining us today. I uh, don't know in all the craziness there in the last few moments if I have. Um, They're just confirming that they weren't hearing it anymore. And Okay. And that they still didn't invite me to whatever party they're having on Saturday. <laughs> he, he's going to reach out to you. He did say that somewhere back oh. there. Okay. All right. So at any rate, thanks so much to everyone who is joining us on all the platforms. Uh, we may be discontinuing DLive and Twitch just to let you know if you do enjoy watching us on there. Let us know you're there. Follow us, hit the subscribe button on those platforms. Uh, talk to us during the show. Uh, comment live um, from those platforms so we can see because those will show up here. Not DLive, but Twitch will. Um, but at least DLive, you could still hit the subscribe button or whatnot. Otherwise, it might be one of those things that we're going to do uh, to kind of streamline and, and lighten our load a little bit and be able to get information to you uh, where most of the people are wanting to get that information. We may have to change things up a little bit. Also, for those of you who follow us on Twitter, things are changing. We were told by IFTTT that the um, we were, were notified to go check out basically what's happening on Twitter. And if you go to the Twitter API uh, section, uh, they are basically they're ending their free API portion, which means that for those of you uh, who post a little bit here and there, you might understand that I can't possibly go individually to every single platform where we post to. So I utilize WordPress plugins, I utilize uh, different apps and programs and IFTTT connections and things. So that when I post to one platform in a certain scenario, it'll move out and, and post a video or, or a picture or words or whatever to other platforms. Well, Twitter um, apparently is going to make that. So you have to pay for that. And well, we don't get enough donations to add yet another mm -hmm. expense. So we may not be able to come to you live on Twitter. I don't even know if we're currently live on Twitter right now where we're supposed to be, but we'll see. Um, that may be ending if, if they have some issues. Uh, and we'll also um, may not be posting as regularly to Twitter like we do every day currently if they're making it, you know, not free and super complicated. So hopefully uh, that's not the case. But if you are currently following us on Twitter, please make sure to check us out on Truth Social. Telegram is the best one, I would say. But Truth Social, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, that's our main we're on instagram pinterest um but uh, telegram i would say would be one of the best ones to check us out at so all right thank you so much for joining us please make sure to check us out tomorrow for our wednesday way to get involved challenge obviously directed uh to the conversation that we just had today and thursday for that 10 minute recap video the constitution segment recap with the slideshow that will be shared Friday for our freedom fighting tools and Saturday, of course, we have a restore freedom goodie of the week that we will be highlighting a way for you to support our work to restore freedom. Uh, I've been constitutional attorney Catherine Henry during this whole episode and will not be <laughs> later on today. I'm going to just be me. 
um, just the wife and, and mom. And this has been Liberty Lori uh, joining me today. And it's been an absolute pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much. And make sure to join us next week as well. Have a great day, guys.